related scene uh, Ed says yeah I spoke to my dealer he's only got Henry um, this has been Shaun of the Dead Connections in the Dunstan Checks Men pre-show welcome to Dunstan Checks Men the weekly podcast where we pair one minute of Dunstan Checks In, the 1996 ape film, with a feature film of another kind. We didn't uh, rewatch the minute before this started, by the way, which I had intended for us to do. We watched one minute of the 1996 ape film, and we pair it with another full-length feature film. Yeah. I'm Emily Schmemily. I'm Andrew Lindy. And because it's an odd-numbered episode, I chose the film. What did you choose? I chose a little film called The Beautician and the Beast. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about that, I guess, when we get to the part where you want to talk about that. Sure we will. Uh, I'm going to consult my notes now. So this is a minute that starts some action, but not really. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're still in the opening credits Mm -hmm. at the start of this minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got, Mm -hmm. we see money. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, this money is one of the two reasons why I did chose I did chose <gasps> Beautician on the Beast. Okay. Um, we see international money is the thing. Um, presumably, one of the services they offer as a hotel is uh, exchanging currency. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see international money, and the Beautician and the Beast is a film that deals with international affairs. Okay. There's there's that that's connection number one. Yeah. And then the other connection, which I'll just say. Um, is because this is the minute where we see the words directed by Ken Quapis on screen. Yeah. So I kind of, I wanted to do another Ken Quapis movie. That's good. Uh, and he directed Beautician and the Beast. That was his follow-up to Dunstan Checks In. <laughs> what a follow-up, huh? Yeah. We'll talk about that more <clears throat> in a minute. Should we talk about it now? We can talk about it now. Should we talk about it now? Yeah. Uh, the Beautician and the Beast. I've never seen it before. Nor had I. So I was, I figured that was the case. And when you chose it, I was very intrigued. This is the first time when neither of us have seen the film. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think that would happen this quickly and or yet, perhaps even ever. And yet it did. Yeah. Um, um it's it it's uh it was it was a big deal this film because it was Fran Drescher mm-hmm. taking a lead role. Yes. Attempting to transition from TV to film. Yeah. Which uh, a, a a long point that you've held and we've talked about mm-hmm. is that actors can't do that well they can do that if they if, if, if that's hard mm-hmm. but it is possible if you start to tv to then transition into film actors have done this george clooney he did it mm-hmm. brian brian cranston he did it Ex- what i'm saying is uh-huh. once you go back to tv you ain't making it back to movies the second time <laughs> and uh, if you start in movies once you go to tv you're not getting back to movies but do, do you just mean that those films that they make will never get made or that they'll be bad they'll, you just won't get you just won't have the same opportunities once you've gone to tv you're tainted you're a tv actor see i was intrigued about this uh, uh jennifer lopez has a new film coming out the name of which i do not know yeah. i saw the trailer for it and the name immediately escaped my brain sure the plot of it is is that she do works... you know why you don't remember yeah because she went to tv i that's what i'm saying yeah she is one that i i w- when she did that um the cop show that she did. Yeah. I thought, wow, can't believe she's doing a cop show. Yeah. And so now she's in a movie again. I'm and wondering it just, if it'll... it just doesn't stick around because she's got that TV but stink. But it might, it might take off. What if this will. movie takes off? I don't think it will. I feel like this movie is aimed at a very specific audience. Yeah. And it could take off. Now, she's got the weird wild card element where she also has a music career. Yes. Now that... I, I did wonder how that fit into your theories. Yeah, that's tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, because... 
generally the once you, once you go from music to either to acting of any kind, you typically don't go back to music, and that's a shame. I feel like because I don't even think that's like a, a like with TV. I think it's definitely like oh, you have announced to the world that you you do not have the star power for movies anymore. Yeah. That is what you've done is you've admitted weakness, Alec Baldwin. Um, Whoa, yeah, calling him out. Um, he might start subtweeting you. <laughs> I don't see. I mean, going from music to acting, I don't see. Um, it's there, there's, there's no connection. There's no connection, yeah. and yet people. I can't think of anyone who has successfully gone back. Has Has Will Smith released? I know he released some music. He released the song like this year. Okay, having to do with with soccer somehow. Okay. And I'll tell you, it's because I am a regular on Will Smith's Spotify page. I, I do enjoy his music quite a bit. I mm-hmm. wish he would go back to music more regularly, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but him and, and a couple people teamed up for some sort of soccer anthem recently. I'm going to try to see if I can get some more details on that for you. Um, but like, And then there's people who go the other way, too. There's people who go from acting to music, and they tend to not go back to acting. I'm looking at Drake in this oh. one. Um, and then you've got the real, the wild card element here. Someone who has done, who I would say started in TV, mm-hmm. then started doing music, and is now succeeding in music and movies, but yet also still has an ongoing TV show. The person who has done the impossible, Donald Glover. Oh, seems yes. breaking all the rules here. Yeah. Although I guess he never, once he, I'd say now he's in movies, he hasn't gone back to TV because mm-hmm. Atlanta had started before that, so that's kind of like safe, you know? Mm-hmm. It's. I'm. I am interested to see how Donald Glover's career plays out as, yeah, as a really, true Renaissance man. That is really something. Um, and he even uh, he did the the online well, like web comedy. Yeah. With um, what was the name of his? Derek group? Comedy. Derek Comedy. Right. Um, Live it up, official song, 2018 FIFA World Cup. Oh. And it's Will Smith, and the it looks like two other people are on the cover here. I don't know who they are. Oh. Uh-huh. Um. Official song 2018 FIFA World Cup Russia. Era Estrefa, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is hmm. um, the main person credited to this song. But Will Smith is on the cover and it's on his Spotify there, so. Uh, what? what inspired, Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher. So the, the nanny yes. had run for several years. You want to know a trivia fact, courtesy of IMDb? Go for it. That was just really weirdly worded, and that's why it stuck out to me. Okay. Um, like on the nanny, Fran Drescher uses her real name in this movie, but unlike the nanny, she uses her middle name instead of her first, which is Joy. Oh. Yeah, but that's it was phrased like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on on the nanny, which I must have seen reruns of because it was on Nick at Night. I don't think I've ever seen a single episode of the nanny. Yeah. And I, I like Fran Drescher. I don't know. I, I, it's just like for some reason it was not on Nick at Night at the time I was watching Nick at Night. I can't recall a single plot of the yeah. nanny episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the nanny, she did play a character named Fran. Yeah. Who was a nanny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she purposely chose uh, the writers of The Beautician and the Beast to write her a role similar to, but not exactly like, yeah. the nanny. Was... Janice on Friends supposed to be played by Fran Drescher. Now, this was something that I thought about for sure. I, I know I I asked that question knowing that if nothing else you would have thought about this answer already. What I'm going to say to you, I think and this is going to sound crazy. Yeah. She's a ripoff. No, I agree. Like a, but they never wanted her on the show. Oh, so they knew that they knew that Fran Drescher was beyond their means. 
I mean, I I think they did it to intentionally punch down, like oh. to get the nanny. Oh, yeah. You know how sometimes a show will will throw a a, a a fly punch to another show. Yeah, like um like Doctor Hibbert on The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. It's just like what? Where'd that come from? Yeah. But that I think that's exactly what it so is. So you think they were mocking the nanny? Yes. With the they were like, with the Janice character. They made they were like, how could anyone like this show? This here's what your character is, and they made Janice the most hated, worst character. You know, there's a lot of other reasons to say this, but I'll say it once again. Fuck friends. <laughs> Yeah. The show, not it's, the concept. My friends in real life are, are wonderful people who I appreciate and enjoy. Yeah, it's um it's a totally different watch once you yeah. once you go, "Oh, once boy, you have is, empathy for <laughs> Yeah, like, "Oh, this is insulting yeah. to just off the top of my head, gay people." Yeah. <laughs> just immediately? Yeah. There's so Every many episode. plot lines in Friends where uh they one one male character calls another gay and then that's the whole episode yeah is where they're like i'm not gay and then they like they say i just like uh colors and it's like excuse me (laughs) yeah what uh it's it's upsetting as i've described before the the plot of friends is just six people aggressively insisting that they're straight (laughs) that's like the whole (laughs) plot of the entire show yeah, I, I I mean I you said this before to me the the only character who I think at one point does just aggressively not do that is mm-hmm. Phoebe. Well, because she wants to kiss Rachel in an episode. I I think there's several moments where it's, it's she's she's but it's also if she's I, just the least straight friend. If I can get real about it, it's also the way Phoebe talks about it. It, it, it I I would say she's still very much a straight person because she speaks about it as like a novelty that it that yeah. is I I would say kind of an insulting way to frame it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, we went on a friend's tangent. Yeah, uh, Janice. Janice. I think that's them. Yeah. them coming at the nanny. Interesting. Them coming at Fran Drescher. Well, I would like to take a, a te- team. We're team nanny here on this podcast. Well, we're team Fran Drescher. Yeah, I'll say. for sure. Uh, the 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 other crazy thing, um, is I I feel like the Wikipedia article that I read on Beautician and the Beast mm-hmm. and, and the nanny and everything about Fran Drescher. Yeah. They they talk about her voice like it's like it's an act she's doing. Yeah. But I think that is her real voice, I, right? I also believe that is she's her real She's not her Gilbert Godfrey. I mean it's it. definitely it's like her trademark. Yeah. For sure. But they but talk I, I about do think it like, it's her real it's not like, like Gilbert Godfrey is actively putting on a voice. Yeah. I don't think she is. Yeah. Um see and and uh and if you watched uh Hotel Transylvania three For dogs. <laughs> summer vacation yeah uh you would have heard her as mrs frankenstein oh no (laughs) and let me tell you she lets her scare down oh god (laughs) um but yeah i i this film's weird right (laughs) it's a weird movie for sure this film is very weird the the setup is very sitcom-y which people at the time recognized and Mm -hmm. it didn't help that she was coming off of a sitcom yeah uh because the premise is that she is a beauty school teacher. Yeah. And through kind of a, a She has dreams of being something more. Yeah. But through through kind of a comedy of errors type thing, she saves animals from a burning building. There's a fun goof before that that I would like to highlight. Okay, yeah, okay. Where she so she wants to do like hair and makeup for television and movies. And she gets a job um doing that for a news thing. Was that Daryl Hannah? Uh, I don't it could have been. Okay. It was a celebrity for yeah. sure. Um and then she does her hair and the makeup and she's like building up, oh you're gonna look amazing, you're gonna look so good for the camera. And then she turns around and she has made her up to look exactly like she does. Yeah. That's a fun goof. That is really funny. She's given her the exact same haircut that she has and done her makeup the exact 
exact same way. That, that it's very fun. Yeah. Um. So she she a newspaper prints her picture and calls her a hero teacher. Yeah, because well she because of a fire she started. Yes. Well, no, the kid started. Yeah, it. I was gonna say she she didn't help it. The unfortunate gay stereotype started it. Yeah. Um, that that's kind of a bummer um, mm. because it's a it's a male student taking a uh, cosmetology course. Um, it is it is a very over the top gay character. Mm. Um, and he was smoking in class, and he started a fire, and then she significantly made it worse. Yeah, it was uh, the fumes of the or the hair that they were working on was extremely flammable. Yeah. And then the then she used the wrong spray to put it out, and yeah. it caught everything on fire. Yeah. But she saved all the animals. She did. The animals that were there to be yeah right tested upon well okay i had two thoughts well, it's not an animal testing facility. they wouldn't be testing the makeup on animals they'd just be using makeup on animals what i actually thought was that this is this is a regular oh, it's school. a combination class yeah yeah this is uh, some kind of beauty night school it is night school that is established yeah. so these are the animals that the daytime perhaps grade schoolers take care, care of in the class interesting okay um but there were a lot of animals there That's, were that was the thing that i think <laughs> was added for comedy yeah um and including she reaches in and pulls out a snake and puts it in her bag she puts it in her purse yeah which has some snake-esque pattern on oh, it yeah she has to uh, explain that it's not real snake she explains to the snake yeah that her bag is is not snake yeah made that's that's fun um then she gets out and she's she's labeled a hero teacher by yeah. one newspaper article yeah um and so this inspires a a kind of emissary an emissary from timothy dalton land it, it has a made up it's like slovetskinia yeah it's something like that yeah they make up a country in the style of these films where that the, was a real trend i'm um, like in the 80s and 90s i will say to have mm-hmm. just a, a made oh, up it went all the way to princess diaries i mean i guess it also went to three or whatever yeah 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 i but so it's some made up country in europe yeah uh, I like the bit that they do where they show the map of Europe and then a magnifying glass comes out to show you exactly where the yeah. native country is. Yeah, that's good. It's like wedged between borders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this emissary thinks that she is uh, uh, either, a, a, I guess, a standard... A, sci- a science teacher. Yeah, a science teacher, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, because because the headline said hero teacher saves science lab or something uh, like that. Okay. Or saves animals from science lab fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it isn't until she agrees to go and they go to this made-up country mm-hmm. that then she reveals, oh, I'm just a beauty school teacher. I'm just a, uh, you know. Yeah, we get the line that is, it's a line in the film that is, I think, also like the tagline of the movie, which he says, you mean to say you're not a science teacher? And she says, teacher, I didn't even pass science. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, excuse me. The the Then the the whole bit is that she has to teach the kids. Yeah. And she meets the kids, and and they all each have their own problem. Yeah, this is like a very typical kind of plot of these things. So, I think two of the three kids each have the problem that they're horny. I <laughs> I think horny is one of the with the boy who's the middle child. It's that he's horny in general, mm-hmm. and with the oldest girl child, is that she's horny specifically for a uh, uh, political dissident. I'm gonna tell you, isn't there four kids? You is said four? three. Is there four? <laughs> yeah. There's see, there's one child that you just forget about, and there the movie is. did too. For sure, I'm yeah. gonna tell you the movie forgot. <laughs> yeah, and let me tell you another thing: the movie forgot which one it forgot. <laughs> yeah. So there's one kid that doesn't have a problem, as far as I can tell. Yeah. There's a younger daughter. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think they try to make her problem is that she's shy. Okay. And I don't know how they fix that. Am I correct in that the both of the two older kids' yes. problems was that they were horny? Yeah. Yeah. I, for the, I, I think actually specifically for the older boy, it's that he he it, it, toxic masculinity. Yeah, that's true. Is yeah. that his dad? He, he's supposed to be like his dad, but he wants to be a sensitive artist. Yeah, he is, the, but he's definitely horny. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because there's like there's numerous points of him like ogling uh, Fran Drescher. Mm-hmm. And then well, he, he makes... does make a big point when she is introduced to say, you're not like the other teachers. You're mm-hmm. you're attractive. Yeah. yeah. And then he makes a um, erotic painting of her at the end of the film. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's basically Venus de Milo, but with her face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The older daughter is the, the strongest. Timothy Dalton is the father. Yeah. 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 And he's a dictator. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's not, let's worth... not beat around the bush. No. He's, he's a dictator. Like a, he's like a, far right like yeah like horrible decadator and part of the bit is that the emissary sells the country as it's welcoming democracy yeah and that's clearly not the case yes they get there and it's very clearly still under his control and he's not going to allow elections or anything yeah um i think they try and do a thing where there's a there's a secondary political man Who's doing most of the bad stuff? Yeah, so that you can forgive Timothy Dalton in the end. Yeah, because yeah. he seems to come aboard with like the, uh, the she's like, hey, there's a whole part where she's like, you should meet your your people, and yeah. he does, and he seems to love it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. But then he also does get mad at her for trying to for because they go on strike because of her. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There is a great moment there where. Uh, maybe maybe it's not a great moment. Maybe I just liked it. Maybe it's a little too on the nose where mm. she is sort of stirring up the workers to strike and unionize. And it's the framing of it as, as I saw it and I was like, oh, she's doing a Norma Ray thing. And then like seconds later, um, like he gets a call. It's like there's some they're saying something about Norma Ray. Like they call it out like that. That's fine. <gasps> yeah, that is kind of fun. Yeah. I did like that. I mean, that whole sequence where he goes to the factory mm-hmm. with her. and this he, is, Yeah, this is from that sequence. Yeah, but he thinks he's, it's like shot where he's like, I'm the uplifting presence. They yeah. love me. And they're all kind of like whatever about him. Yeah. Uh, and then she's the one in the background going like, oh, what? you're going to have to work longer? What's that? What are yeah. you talking about? Well, at least took it overtime. And then he's yeah. like, what's that? <laughs> like, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I another thing I liked about the behind the scenes of this is that uh, accordingly, Fran Drescher was like very kind and like helpful with Timothy Dalton because Timothy Dalton wanted to get into comedies after, after you know, Bond, Bond and actiony stuff. Yeah, and she she That's what made it well after Bond, I guess, for him because it's post ninety six. Yeah, and he was he didn't make it into the nineties, unfortunately. No, you're right. But uh, he she apparently made sure he had enough funny lines. And enough comedy Aww. moments. Yeah. Like it wasn't, so it wasn't just all her. Yeah. And I could see that. I'm watching it and I'm going like, oh, I can actually see there's like a shared comedy weight between them. That's nice. Yeah. Can we agree that Timothy Dalton is the most attractive Bond? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think you'd need to ask me that. I didn't expect you to be as on board with that as you were. <laughs> I like Daniel Craig a lot yeah. as Bond. I'm not talking about who's the best. I'm talking about who's the hottest. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a big factor though. Yeah. Uh, that's why Pierce should be higher, but sorry. Pierce is very hot, but I, I think Timothy Dalton is hotter. Sorry, Pierce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think Pierce, I think he peaked in attractiveness after Bond. Yeah. In 2008, specifically. Oh. That's when Mamma Mia came out. That's when the first Mamma Mia came out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, uh, 
It's 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 real hot in this room. Yeah. Let do me you, tell you. Uh, do, wrap up your beautician and the beast pick. Do you feel good about the pick now that you've I seen the film? I feel good about the pick. I think it definitely should have come up at some point. I feel like it's I feel like it's helpful for us to to get a, a scope of Ken Quapis's broader filmography as we head out on this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, also, another funny line that was in the trailer, so they knew it was funny, is um, when she is trying to convince this dictator who was fully the, the highest political position in his country to shave his mustache the, the line she has to convince him is you know Sonny Bono shaved his mustache and now he's a congressman did now I, I meant to, to look me. this up um Bono Sonny Bono I did the same thing they do on podcasts sometimes it's not Sonny Bono it's Sonny Bono Sonny do you recall when Sonny Bono died? Uh, I believe it was 1990. Oh, it would have been close to this. I was going to say, didn't it, it w- wasn't it the same year this came out? I think it might have been. Maybe they he, predicted it. It was that. a skiing accident, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that weird thing where some sometimes if a if a celebrity gets mentioned in a movie, they die. They're more likely to die. Yeah. Uh, cuz I remember it happening a few years ago as well with someone else that no one expected to die. Yeah. It's it's very strange. Uh, Ninety eight is when Sonny Bono died. Okay. Bono, excuse me, sorry, Sonny. Um, when did this movie come out? Because this Dunstan movie was, was ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah. And it was January of ninety eight too. Wow. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to Dunstan checks in. Yeah. Uh, t- speaking of checking in, we see a shot here of the key card that is used. Yeah. And it's. I'm going to call it a strange key card. Hmm. Strange uh, how? Well, okay. M- modern hotels. Uh, you've been in one recently, at least. Mm-hmm. They use the small plastic kind of credit card sized key card, which yeah. is electronically a magnetic strip is yeah. how you get in and out. Yes. So this this is bigger than that. Okay. And it it seems like it's cut out metal. Interesting. And so the the there would be space for a magnetic strip to be on the swiping side. Yeah. But it just it seems so intricate. Huh. And the other thing is the year that this came out, right, ninety six. I feel like yeah. uh, uh, it, it would still be in a transitionary period between keys and and magnetic swipers. Yeah. So it, either we're supposed to. I mean, this is a top of the line. This hotel. is the model one of the of the. I mean, the swiper. Yeah, it's just it's it's so strange to me that it's not a key. The yeah. key is a very iconic hotel thing. Yeah, and especially I would think in an old hotel. Yeah. So that's that's the only thing I could say that okay. perhaps this is supposed to show that they're top of the line. Interesting. The way that their key cards work. Yeah. Either that or this is specifically a key card for employees, mm-hmm. and all the rooms still use keys. Mm-hmm. I cannot recall. We'll we'll get to it in later minutes yeah. if we see a room key being coming used. into play. Yeah. Um, then we see some shots of mail sorting. Yep. Uh, for the different room numbers, there's a lot of room numbers because it's it's a tall New York hotel. Yeah. Sometimes mail has a little border on the envelope. Oh yeah. Is that because it's French? Um, I believe it's not just French, but specifically international. Okay. I believe there's some kind of special repackaging, either that or the packaging that you can buy at a. Post it's office. nice pretty colors yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice pretty colors <laughs> nice pretty colors that's what i like to see <laughs> that's your review of this minute nice <laughs> yeah. pretty colors there's some nice pretty colors in this minute um then we get the screenplay mm-hmm. credit screen screenplay by john hopkins and bruce graham mm-hmm. uh did you when you saw the credit john hopkins did you think of john's hopkins lymphoma <laughs> that's hodgman's oh right <laughs> or maybe there's hodgkins there's Hodge- Hodgkins and non-Hodgkins, right? Yes. Yeah. But John isn't John's John's Hopkins 
is a is a hospital. Where does Bob Hoskins fit into figure factor in well, all this? Well, you should listen to the Super Mario Brothers <laughs> minute. It's hosted by two dweeboys, <laughs> two <laughs> fucking dorks, who love the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's too hot. It is too hot. Um, Johns Hopkins. Yeah, it's a hospital. Okay, but it's the guy's first name is Johns, like Ruth's Chris. Uh. I guess. So John no, Hopkins. You know about Ruth's Chris. Yeah, I'm just going to let that one slide. Uh, the story was also by John Hopkins, is the thing. Yeah. The I brought up thing. an image to, to run it by you. Yeah, you've made a meme and I like it and it's good. I just want to be able to get hyped. I guess they've seen this meme in the past. Yeah. Because I do plan on posting this when the first episode drops. Mm-hmm. I don't you know why. post it before the first episode. I don't know why I felt compelled to show you this right now. Yeah, I don't know either. In fact, you can probably cut this out. That's probably advisable and I'm well, sorry. I'll give it a try. Uh, then we see now I I heard you use a word earlier, but I don't remember what you said this was. We see a stamp yeah. of the hotel insignia put into sand. No, that's not sand, honey. That's a towel. Mm. That's a towel. Mm. That's a towel. Can you check the footage? <laughs> yes, because I was about, I was gonna bring up how I, I, I really like this stamp. I think it's a nice touch to put on their towels. Uh, and it's one thousand percent a towel, not sand. Here's Honey, why Go, would it be check sand? The check the footage. It's it's sand because I believe what we're looking at is an ashtray. No. Or, the, you know, one of those big ones it's that they towels. have. Mm, it's not a towel. <laughs> I didn't it's, think... It's not a towel. <laughs> I didn't think this early into the show we'd have a, 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 a quite a thing like this. Do you want to have a wager? No, this isn't a wager. This is eggs versus skulls <laughs> yeah. all over again. Except this one you clearly see. It's clearly fucking towels. It's, there's a round thing with sand in it. There's a round thing with towels in it. And oh, I, can you mute? I cannot. Okay. I don't no, think. No, I can. Um, okay. I didn't, keep talking while I find this. Okay. Uh, so, for those who didn't hear the Super Mario Brothers Minute uh, uh, podcast, uh, at one point, uh, the character Lena eat something out of a bowl. I've long contended that those were eggs. Emily has contended that they're skulls. And here, uh, 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 we're reaching our, our first weird big contention, which is whether or not this thing that is being stamped is sand for like an ashtray or a towel. And I can't believe <laughs> that that you're saying to- this is clearly sand. That's clearly an imprint on on like a sandy surface for like a ashtray, one of those fancy weird ashtrays that you see sometimes. There's no way that's a towel. I think it's, it's a towel it's in a, a thing. It, but uh, why is it in a round like bin? Because it's a bin of towels. But, but why would the, the towels don't fold that way? Towels can fold any way they want them to. But that's the least. That's the least optimal towel folding. You'd have to like round out the top one. It's for aesthetics. And then you take the top one and then you stand. No, the aesthetic would be that this is one of those weird uh, ashtrays where everyone puts their cigarette butts in when they're done with them, and so they stamp their thing into it. Listen, now that I am looking at it, you're seeing the sandy marks. You're seeing like the, I'm seeing the grooves, the 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 pebbles, the grain. Yeah. Maybe it's a bowl of sugar then. I don't fucking know, but it's not a towel. Listen. You're getting very agitated. <laughs> I just can't believe you'd say towel. I just, I'm so, in, I'm flabbergasted. I, I think I do agree now that it is some sort of grainy substance. However, I still think it's possibly towels. Well, we're going to have to find someone who worked on the film and get some answers because I... <laughs> 
I would like to know what this is, but I in either event I do like I do like the stamp. I do like the their, oh. I do like they're stamping their logo logo into <laughs> things that you wouldn't necessarily traditionally stamp a logo into. Well, and here's the great thing about this logo stamp is. Uh, they're doing it. I. I mean, I believe it is a grainy substance. So this is something ephemeral. Mm. This is something that they're going to have to stamp. This is like one of those times. Buddhist artworks that's yes. not meant to last. Yes, it's going to get damaged, and there's going to be. A, they're going to have to call the stamper. Yeah. Or maybe it's like stored somewhere fancy. They're going to have to pull it out, come out, rake it a little, get the get whatever gunk out of it, and then stamp it. Yeah. I love that. It's very good. It's it's a it's a sign of detail that I I love. It's very good. Um. So then I wrote the word kicks. <laughs> so you wrote the you word kicks. I, I don't know why. Uh, because the guy kicks the... Um, oh, kicks the door open, as kicks, we just saw. Yeah, it's the... the um, revolving door. Revolving door, yes, yeah. thank you. Um, so Do the revol- you like or dislike revolving doors? Question for you, Andrew. I love them. Me too. They're so... You're going to get mad, though, for why. why? They're so New York. I think that's why I like them, too, oh, okay, though. okay, good. Yeah. We're on the same side once. Um... Uh, so it, it, I believe it's the doorman who kicks the revolving door yeah. to get it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of a fun bit mm-hmm. uh, uh, with revolving doors. So then we do see the director credit for Ken Quapis, which is part of the reason why he chose Beautician and the Beast for mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then it's a straight-on shot of the doorman yeah. speaking to the camera. Speaking to the camera, welcoming us, the audience, says, to the Majestic Hotel. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the Majestic Hotel. Yeah. And then opens the door. Mm-hmm. Now... He opens the door on the right, looking at it from the front. Yeah. He opens it on the right. Mm-hmm. Now, when we go in, we do see... You've li- noticed the continuity error, it well, sounds like. Lionel Spaulding yes. is coming from what would be f- the left. Interesting. So, if this good morning is meant to be directed at Lionel Spaulding, yeah. a character we're about to meet, played by um, the Glenn The great Shaddix, Glenn Shaddix, yeah. Uh, then they have made a continuity error. If this is meant to be a generic good morning... Then I don't know. We do see that car- whoever he's speaking to looks at a watch, and it says it's seven a.m. and then walks in. But then now we do not see if Glenn Shaddix is wearing a watch. I'm gonna come at you with a different theory to suggest maybe why this is not a continuity error. Uh-huh. By the time we cut to Glenn Shaddix, he is pretty far. He's definitely on the side of the other door. Yeah. But he's also far enough away in the door that he conceivably could have been doing made a stylistic choice to walk around the fountain. I, you know what, I like that because what we find out about Glenn Shaddix's character by the end, yes, he is the kind of person who would make that choice, yes, to to see as much as he could, to see as much as he could. I tell you, I think he came in through the left door, mm-hmm. left if we're inside the hotel, yes, from at inside left, um, and then walked around by the, the time the camera cuts fountain to emerge on the right side of the fountain. Mm-hmm. By the time the camera cut to him, he might have even if you could run that back a couple of seconds, he sure. might have even been trying to avoid one of these um, people pushing around bags or something. True, that I'm is tr- a possibility. I'm trying to, uh, yeah. to, to discern this properly uh yeah it does seem like there are a lot of bags on the one side maybe maybe he went to the other side just for perhaps just for that reason uh but we but, meet lionel spaulding yes and his dog neil. neil yeah uh we'll find out why his name neil in the next minute we I believe, or maybe the yeah. one after that yeah it's a it's a good one mm-hmm. it's a good one uh, Neil is a small dog. Would yes. you would you venture a guess on breed? Um, could be a Yorkie. I, it's one of those. Oh, I think he's a little breed. bigger than a Yorkie. Yeah, but... I mean Yorkies can. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not a Yorkie. Um, he's definitely bigger than a Yorkie. Um, I, like, I, I couldn't tell you. I um, Well, here's the thing. We know he's not a mutt. I think he might be a mutt. Really? Yeah. 
You think you think he'd be so proud of a of a mutt dog? I'm just saying, most of the people who are proud of their dogs are like proud of their weird pure genetics. Mutts are something sometimes to be dog proud people of. Mutts get are, weird like that. Dog people do get weird like that. It always it's someone who worked at, as someone who worked at a dog daycare for two years, it has always seemed very weird to me how like people know uh, it's a shitty thing to talk about pure heritage in humans. Yep. So they sort of allow themselves to really run wild with that kind of talk when they're talking with their dogs. Yeah. And Even to the detriment of deeply uncomfortable. Sometimes to the detriment of the dog themselves. Yes. The dogs have been bred in such a way where they can't breathe, where they can't run right. Or then you get into weird identity issues where someone comes in with a, a, a Weimariner lab mix, uh-huh. but it, it's it's unclassy to have a mix. Um, so they, they say, oh, this is not a Weimariner lab mix. This is a silver lab. Oh. Let me tell you, folks. Someone says their dog is a silver lab. That is a Weimariner lab mix. And there's nothing wrong with that because Weimariners are uh, they're not my favorite breed Weimariners are psychos those are those are some crazy crazy dogs mm-hmm. um, they just have a lot a lot of energy um, not to be ableist and, and use those terms but they're, they they have a lot of lot of energy Weimariners and they don't always know how to direct it uh, super well um, but yeah don't call your Weimariner lab mix a silver lab people come on there's no such thing as a silver lab that's a Weimariner mix I like that we got a little inside dog talk here <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting all that yeah uh, so yes Lionel Spaulding and Neil they're introduced they mm-hmm. come up to the the front desk they're greeted very kindly uh, by the woman working there yeah Consuela well we will later yeah I was learn. gonna say I believe that is Consuela yeah um, uh, and then as as the minute is ending as they are checking in, they're handed their uh, paper to kind of fill out to complete the check-in. Again, it's a physical paper. Yeah. It seems like computers are not used here, <laughs> I say, with a dot, dot, dot at the end of it. Um, <laughs> you said that so accusatorily. I'm accusing the film. Yeah. Um, so he's filling out kind of a paper card to complete his check-in, <laughs> and oh my god, what just happened? The light hit my microphone case in a certain way that I thought it was a bug, and I got so scared that I did toss my phone. <laughs> I thought we were going to have to do a bug kill live on air. We are not. We're almost there. It's god. so it's so hot. We're almost there. It's so goddamn hot in this room. Uh, as the minute is closing out, uh, uh, the door opens again, and in walks an opera singer. Uh, and Why do you say that? What? What? She's an opera singer. How do you know she's an opera singer? Because she's singing as she comes in, like uh, crazy opera style. That's true. She's not singing like the top hits. She's like doing that weird. <laughs> she's not doing top forty. No. Yeah, she's coming in doing like weird octaves. Yeah. Um, and this kind of catches the eye of of both Lionel Spaulding and and Neil. They yeah. both turn to look at the opera singer who has uh-huh. just walked in. Yeah. It's so hot. And that's that's the end of the minute. What's Folks. our what's our next minute gonna be, Andrew? Uh, well, since it's an even numbered minute, it's my choice. Yes. And what I've chosen for minute number four is this is the first time where we are finding out live on the podcast because I don't know what you're gonna say. That was not the case for the last three. Uh-huh. My choice for minute four is Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. <laughs> Whoa! Yes, the That's next a strong choice will be paired with Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Get ready, everyone. Get ready to go, Rogue Protocol. Yes, uh, <laughs> you got so serious when I said that. Yes. Uh, do your plugs. Uh, you can find another show that I do with Justin Kizan um, uh, over at Nothing New, a remake podcast. It's a podcast that we do every month about a remake and the film that it's based upon. 
at, uh, at this point, our most recent episode is on Papillon, uh, which was originally starring Steve McQueen and Dustin Hoffman, and now it's starring not those people. I can't remember their names, but it's it's Mr. King Arthur from that new one, and Rami Malek, I think. <laughs> um, anyway. Go check that out, please. It's a real good one. And you can find another show that I do called... Uh, it's on my list. Uh, where every month, uh, a, a group of friends and I uh, talk about films that people say you should have seen. Uh, and we decide, should you really have seen them? Or, I'm, I mean... Sometimes it's a yes. Sometimes it's a no. It's Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. And Rami Malek. And Rami Malek are in the remake of Papillon. It's also one of those weird movies that Wikipedia says is a 2017 film, despite it being oh, in theaters dang. now. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird... It's It's gone on a weird journey, I'll tell you. It had to escape its production cycle. Anyway, go check out all those shows. Um, you can check out... Uh, even go check out the old Super Mario Brothers Minute. It's still available, and uh, uh, go to benvnetwork.com. Find find a lot of them. Uh, also, my Instagram and Twitter is at PodcasterAndrew. Now it's your turn to talk. My Instagram and Twitter and Twitch is very cool, Emily. You can follow me on all of those platforms. Um, I also podcast with Justin Kuzon, but we're a little between shows at the moment, so you can check out the archive of Ben Beyond Spielberg, the show we did about Steven Spielberg. I don't have to do the goof where I'd say a different syllable. Folks, let me take you behind the bit. On Super Mario Brothers Minute, I would do a thing where I would always change the second syllable of Spielberg's last name. So I would say like Spielborp or Spieldum or Spielzies. Um, and it became genuinely hard to think of a different one every episode. Mm-hmm. And now I am free from that curse, mm-hmm. both because it's a new show, so I don't have to do that bit anymore, and because that show is over now. Um, but you can check out the full archive of Ben View on Beetleboards uh, over on um, Ben View Network dot com our most our, our final episode was about amblin um and we will have a new show soon about godzilla yeah that's great uh, uh, you can also send us tweets at majestic hotel ny yep. uh and and follow us on instagram at dunston checks min dunston is spelled with an o in case everyone's oh yeah by the way it's dunston with an o yeah i i some people might not know because some people spell it with an a and I well, and with an I even. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's Dunstan with an O, just like the film. Yes. Uh, which film? Dunstan checks in. Yep. That's the film that we do that we talk about here all the time. Yeah. And you can send us emails, DunstanChecksMin at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can let us know what film you would have paired with a minute. Sure. Uh, sure. You can, you can find other stuff. Uh, we also, you know, I don't think we mentioned it yet. We have uh, we'll have a YouTube page. Oh, we will. Yeah. 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 So go check that out. There's some fun stuff there. Check out our YourTube page. Yeah. It's It's, my tube. It's it's your tube as well. Yeah. Um, What what else is there to say? Rate and review us on Apple Pytunes. Um, Podcasts is is what some people would say. Uh, Compose an original song. And then transcribe it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Transcribe it acapella Klee. Um doesn't have to be a good song. Um, it could be something as short and sweet as what I just did there, but make that the text of your iTunes review for and us. Then five stars, please. And then five stars, please. And you can support us on Patreon. Yes. Where uh, a portion of the proceeds will go to an orangutan rescue 
to be determined. Now, you may be saying, well, how am I going to give my money to it if I haven't been determined yet? Well, that's because we're recording this in the past, and by the time you have the option to give money, it will have been determined, so you can check that out on patreon.com slash dunstanchecksmen, probably. Probably. Okay. Uh, so until next week. Oh, and you'll get like bonus content as well in there. Yeah. Well, it's not just, yeah. It's not just helping out that uh, we're also innocent animals that are forced to do things. Because of this movie yeah. that we chose to promote. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess until next week, we'll be checking out. Bye. What? What was that? But I need the fan on me. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. Nothing new is something new. That great poets imitate and improve. Where our small ones steal and spoil. Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And if it wasn't readily apparent at that, we're huge nerds about remakes. That's why we're doing the Nothing New Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a remake in detail and its original, covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard of Oz to It and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic from beyond? Oh, no. Not yet. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk, but Scarface don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Antoine Fuqua. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.